Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon and welcome to the Reasonable Voices News Talk radio program. I'm Marcello Rolando, the host of the program, The Reasonable Voice. We're going to get updates today, I think, are absolutely essential going into our election season this year between a president and attorney general advocating for double voting and more than 185,000 COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2, as it is officially called, deaths and almost 6 million cases of COVID-19 in the nation as we are now pre-recording on Labor Day 2020. There are major concerns about large gatherings, not just on beaches, but in schools and universities, and, of course, when voting in person. So I invited my good friend, political mentor, and returning guest, Andrea Miller, to update us on what we need to know for November 2020 elections. Andrea Miller is the executive director of People Demanding Action, a multi-issue advocacy group, a non-profit that promotes clean energy in Virginia and nationwide. Andrea is a former congressional candidate, a fierce advocate of solar energy, climate justice, and via the Center for Common Ground, advocating for fair voting practices, reclaiming our vote, and organizing for justice. And in our 2018 elections, Andrea designed and developed virtual phone banks, for outreach to underrepresented voters in Virginia, Alabama, and Pennsylvania, and is currently working in the same vein with the same goals in nine different states in the United States of America. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices radio news program. Andrea Miller, how are you today? Well, hi there, Marcello. I am doing well. I am doing well. I am digging my office out because I've been so busy, so I am using the holiday to get my office ready for the final stretch. Well, thank you for mentioning that because I wanted to make certain I thank you for taking your time on a holiday, but you're working anyway, so as usual. Exactly. But I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. There's been some serious concerns in the scientific world of what's going to happen in Labor Day celebrations. There seem to be people who just don't get it. 
and here we are pre-recording on Labor Day. I just wonder, what do you... Well, let's start on a, on a positive note. How about that? Uh, Governor okay. Virginia, Governor Northam and the Virginia Assembly has called for the Commonwealth to prepay postage and provide drop boxes for absentee ballots. Tell us about that. And again, I mentioned you working in nine different states, but what are your thoughts? How does that help us for this election? Well, I have two thoughts. Number one is, yes, it's really good that they're agreeing to pay postage, which is excellent. What is better is that there will be drop boxes so that people do not have to deal with mailing their vote-by-mail ballot because there was the ask for your vote-by-mail ballot and then there was mail your ballot request in and then your ballot gets mailed to you and mail your ballot back. That's a lot of mailing considering there is such a concerted effort to basically cause the post office to fail. Now, again, that's the top management of the post office that wants the post office to fail. The American Postal Workers Union, the people that actually carry the mail, they have a very strong respect for democracy and election mail looks very different than regular mail. Uh So they would deliver your election mail without a stamp anyway. Mm. So most people are not aware of that and then they charge the locality. So if you live in Chesterfield County and you've got your vote by mail ballot and you're older and you just really don't go out these days and you're like, I don't have a stamp, put it in your mailbox and your mail person will deliver your ballot and the Chesterfield County Board of Elections will get charged for your stamp. Yes. What I really love that the General Assembly did is Virginia used to, as in last year, I don't know if we all can remember back that far, <laughs> but last year, it required one of 10 acceptable excuses to be able to in-person absentee mm-hmm. vote. And you could only in-person absentee vote at your county board of elections office. How many people have a clue where that is? Every county in Virginia has one, but how many people have ever seen it in person? Anyway, the big change this year, and this is absolutely huge, is that Virginia now has early voting. We never had early voting before. That means anybody, whether you've got an excuse or not, can show up at their registrar's office on September 18th and say, hi, I'm here to vote in the presidential, congressional, whoever is on that ballot for the big election November 3rd. I'm here to vote absentee in person early 
There's yes. no male involved with this one, since most people, because we always required an excuse, are not going to know that in-person aptee voting starts on the 18th of September, and we are one of the earliest in the country, I might add. Yes. There will be nobody there except you and the registrar. I will be heading off to vote on September 18th because I always early vote because I am always busy working elections on election day. So I always have had a, quote, valid excuse for years. This year I get to show up and vote and do not need an excuse. Now, here's the other huge thing. Starting in October, larger counties, Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, and RICO will have satellite voting centers where if you live in that county, many of them are using their libraries. So you're going to need to go to your county board of elections website and see, does your county have satellite voting locations? And if they do, when do they open? Now, one of the great things about using libraries is libraries are open Monday through Saturday. Mm. So now there's Saturday voting as well in many of the larger jurisdictions. No. And, and then I've got one more okay. thing. And now this is for older voters or voters who are disabled. Again, if you are just not comfortable with the idea of, quote, mailing your ballot and you want to go vote, if you are disabled, if you are 65 or older, you can drive up to your polling location and all polling locations in Virginia are going to have curbside voting and you can request curbside voting. You stay right there in the car and they will bring the voting out to you. Wow. Every county, every polling place has curbside voting. Now, you do need to be 65 or you do need to be disabled, meaning you would have a problem walking. So if you are on in a wheelchair, if you are on a cane or crutches, if you are 65 or over, drive up to your polling location, follow the signs for curbside voting, and ask for curbside voting. They will bring the voting right to your car. Well, I have to say, not that I'm all that surprised that you have answered my first uh, at least six or seven questions, <laughs> but, but you know, I'm glad you did because, frankly, this was a statement that needed not to be interrupted. We now have the facts. We can develop them more in, in our conversation here and, and revisit even. But the main thing, the, the statement has been heard. This is what is happening. The only time I, try, I was going to break in was to ask 
We are talking primarily, if not exclusively, and this will also be a question for Andrea, about the Commonwealth of Virginia. She knows a great deal about what's going on in elections and voting all over the country and works directly in nine different states. But I'm going to ask now what we were just talking about or what you were talking about, Andrea, are all the new developments in the Commonwealth of Virginia that specifically have impacted how Virginians can vote this year, yes? Yes, and again, remember, so many of the Virginia election rules changed in 2020 when the Virginia legislature passed new laws, and those new laws went into effect in July. And the governor actually signed executive orders so that when people were voting in the June congressional primaries, many of the same rules that are now going to be permanent fixtures in Virginia, he actually got them started early. So he made the June primaries no excuse. Now, Virginia law as of July All Virginia elections are no excuse absentee voting. Anyone who wants to can vote by mail. Anyone who wants to can do absentee in-person voting. And the special session of the Virginia legislature said they are going to pay the postage for people returning their ballots And the other thing is they are supporting drop boxes. Now, drop boxes are going to be these very large, they're bolted to the ground so people don't run off with them, Mm. places where if you've got a vote-by-mail ballot and you're just really uncomfortable about putting it in the mail, you can just take it to a drop box and you can put it in the drop box. And then people come and empty that Dropbox daily. Now, it doesn't go to the mail. The Dropbox goes directly into the Board of Elections for ultimate counting. So it skips all those sorting machines that the post office doesn't have anymore. Right. Right. You no longer need to worry about, will the post office get it in time? Will they be able to sort it and deliver it? All those questions are removed. The other thing to know, though, is voting is a very localized kind of situation. Yes. So I've noticed that... It is still consistently taking six to seven days for mail to get to me from California to Virginia. Hmm. There has been no slowdown. So it is probably not going to be a day or two to get mail from your house to your board of elections, but they should be able to deliver that mail. Now, notice I'm saying should. Yes. Within seven days. So what we are saying is if you are going to vote by mail, do it early. Ask for your ballot, do your application. The moment you get that ballot, how many people really are going to be studying about who they're going to vote for? Most of us pretty much already know. 
get that ballot marked, sign the envelope that is required, sign the envelope. If they want a date on it, put a date on it, follow instructions, and then mail it or call your county registrar. Do we have drop boxes? If your county does, where are they? And then go and take that to a drop box. Okay. And I would just like to emphasize something my wife is constantly reminding me, and Andrew has mentioned today, read the directions. As a city councilwoman, a good friend of mine who's been a guest on the show once told me, this ballot is a legal document, and, and you must do what the government and the document ask of you. I hear this many times from Andrea, and I hope everyone else is listening and going back to shows, because this really is, this is a new time, and it isn't just Virginia. I mean, what Andrea is giving us Virginia-specific information today, but things are changing throughout the country, and remember, while we have national laws affecting voting, election days, elections in general, are a statewide thing, so that means we actually have 50-plus elections, not just one, even though we, well, now we can do it on many days. We need to go to a break, Andrea. It's been incredible. Forgive me if I ask some questions you've already answered, but you're just thorough, and and I feel good, too, because I had questions that you answered, so they must have been good questions. (laughs) Stay with us. We'll be right back with Andrea Miller of the Center for Common Ground and People Demanding Action. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now... From WatchFireMusic.com, vocal artist Jenny Burton, singing Who Will Heal the World. Tap 
Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and my guest today has been here before to keep us up to date and educated and informed on all things political, but specifically in how we reclaim our vote, how we get out the vote, how we register, and that time has passed for this year, but how we register to vote, and the many different options she's speaking of quite specifically today about the new laws affecting this election in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We welcome back Andrea Miller. Thank you, Andrea, for staying with us. I know we were joking around a bit, or I was anyway, about how you've answered most of my questions, but here's one. What do you make of our president and attorney general encouraging double voting? And how does that sit with the registrars and governors of the various states, do you think? Uh, Well, number one, that is one of the most awful things I have ever heard anyone say. Voting twice is illegal. It is illegal to vote twice. That is the very definition of voter fraud. Yes. So you can only vote once. Now, let me tell you the problem people sometimes run into. Your absentee ballot arrives late for whatever reason. Maybe you requested it late. Maybe the area where you live they have a problem with the postal service there was just so much mail to process but let's say your absentee ballot arrives the day before the election Hmm. and you're like oh dear i got my ballot on november 2nd now early voting ends october 31st So here you are on November 2nd with your ballot. This is what you can do. Bring your ballot with you and go to your regular polling location on Election Day. And you are going to give them back your absentee ballot. So when you go and you check in, you're going to give them your name, you're going to tell them your address, there's going to be a notation by your name, Mm. absentee ballot mailed. And so they're going to say, you voted absentee, at which point you pull out your absentee ballot and you can say, I am surrendering my absentee ballot. In other words, I'm giving it back and I want a regular ballot. You cannot walk into your polling location on election day and just give them your absentee ballot. That's not how it works. You can surrender it and then they will give you a regular ballot, but you can't say, hi, I've got my vote by mail ballot. Let me just drop it off here. That's not how it works. Mm. And as a matter of fact, isn't the word surrender extremely important? Yes. Okay. I am here to surrender my absentee ballot. If you say, hi, I brought my absentee ballot, they're going to say, you can't do that here. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to get all panicked. You can surrender it. I'm going to give you my absentee ballot, and then I will take a regular ballot, and I'm going to go and vote that. 
It's called the surrender rule, and all states have it. So that is not just Virginia. That is all states. So early voting in Virginia is from September 18th through November 31st. Most county board of elections, as a matter of fact, I think all of them will be open for Saturday voting on October 31st, which is Halloween, and then the previous Saturday, whatever that date is. I think it's the 24th. Hmm. So October 24th and October 31st are Saturday early voting days. So if you have your ballot on those dates, you can drop it off at your Dropbox or your county board of elections. On election day, plan on surrendering that ballot at your regular polling place. Now, if you live right next door to the board of elections, you can drop it off at the board of elections. But most people based on where they put those things, don't live anywhere near the county board of elections. Mm. Most people are closer to their regular polling location. Yes. Let's let's talk about, I do want to talk about polling locations, especially since libraries and other facilities are now going to be used. But before that even, let's talk about something I don't think we've talked about a great deal at all in the past, and that is the people who work the polls. Yes. on election day. I know I've had that experience. I know you have. Yes. Uh, and I've registered voters. And I know there's some pretty serious things you need to know, they need to know, and what we need to know they expect of us. Can you can you talk about the person there? First of all, are they paid? Yes. Now, this is something very, very important. Poll worker positions are paid positions. Now, I'm not talking about monitors, people who stand outside and make sure nobody is causing trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the people who are inside the polls, checking voters in, directing voters to take your ballot, put your ballot in the scanner, and scan your ballot. Those positions are paid. Mm -hmm. Now, I was on the Chesterfield County website yesterday, and I know they are actively looking for more poll workers, and they have put a $100 bonus on signing up to be a poll worker. Now, when you sign up to be a poll worker, since this isn't something that most of us do every day, Mm -hmm. number one, you are going to be expected to attend a training. Yes. Number two, get ready for this. It is a very long day. Most poll workers need to report at the polling location at 5 a.m. Yes. You need to set up your equipment. You need to set up your ballots. You need to set up your folders and turn on the scanners and make sure that when your voters arrive, you are ready to check them in and direct them. So your day is going to start at 5 a.m. And your day does not end 
until the last vote is counted. So that's very, very important. We are not talking a eight to five or, you know, nine to five kind of gig. Yes. We are talking 5 a.m. to you could be around up until nine, maybe 10 a.m. because they are also looking at extending voting hours because we have to be concerned about a lot of people showing up on election day. Now, in Virginia, we are going to have far fewer problems than a number of states. Number one, we vote on paper. What's going to happen? Your pen doesn't write, so they give you another pen. It's not like our voting machines are going to be down and you've got to wait several hours until somebody who knows how to fix them arrives. So we should not see long lines like we saw in Georgia. Mm -hmm. We should also not see long lines like we saw in Kentucky and Wisconsin. Yes. Because we do plan on having an adequate number of polling locations, and many of the jurisdictions are recruiting poll workers, and many organizations are encouraging. 18 to 40 year olds to go and be paid poll workers. I know at my precinct at 66, I'm one of the kids. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. I, you know, and, and about, by the way, just so you know, the reason I asked the question about the new satellite polling places is because I just went out for a drive the other day at various libraries to see if there were any indication, any signs that said it would be used as a polling place. Where do we go? Google, do we Google? Do we go to the state voting uh, registrar's website to find out about no. these satellites? Okay. No, 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 no. Your satellite voting facilities, if they exist, are totally under the jurisdiction of your county. So you are going to go to your county website. Mm. The state is not in charge of satellite voting locations. Your individual counties are. Small counties may choose not to have any satellite voting locations. Mm -hmm. Most larger counties, uh, their county supervisors have voted to use their libraries. And now normally, I know in Virginia Beach, I love the way they explained it. They said, we are activating one library per zip code. Mm -hmm. Now, libraries will not open as polling centers until the middle of October. So when most states actually begin early voting around October 15th, that is when the satellite locations will open. I mean, how many people other than me are actually thinking about voting in September. Exactly. Most people don't really start thinking about voting until October. Yeah. So that's when they're going to open up the satellite locations if your county is going to have any. Notice I said it. Not all counties are going to choose 
to have satellite locations. Mm. So again, and I know I jump on this a lot because I, I get these questions a lot from people, but each state runs its own election, not yes. the federal government. And now Andrea is reminding us that counties decide what will serve as a satellite polling place. And that starts in most places mid-October. Correct. Uh, so, Correct. Yes. And in addition to the paid positions for poll workers, we, you mentioned uh, there are people outside, I've done this too, outside who are directing the traffic, so to speak. We know they're volunteers. What are some of the kinds of duties, things that they have to be responsible for, especially since... There have been suggestions from various locations that there be um, someone there to make certain everything goes well. Well, number one, there can be people that are doing election protection, meaning they are there to monitor that we don't have people harassing voters, mm -hmm. that the voters are able to go into the polling location without people bothering them. There are rules. So if political parties are at the polling location, they have to be X number of feet away from the door. So they can't literally be accosting voters at the door. That is illegal. They've got to be, in many places, it's 100 feet away from the door. So if there's a line, yes, candidates, political parties are able to walk up and down the line and, again, offer people, and, again, we should be trying to social distance as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, here we have a sample ballot. Would you take our sample ballot? You can refuse the sample ballot, and no means no. Once you've said no, they need to go away. Mm -hmm. And then there will also be people, as I said, reporting if there are problems at the polling locations. For instance, we vote on paper, so we realistically should not see that many lines where we've got lines going out the door and people have to be in line for more than two hours. That should not be happening in Virginia. We vote on paper, and then we stick the paper into a scanner. Yes. I have heard that in some community of color neighborhoods, they only give them one scanner. Normally, there should always be at least two, and three wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. There are additional scanners available in the warehouse so that if one breaks, they can send for another one and the election protection people that are responsible for that precinct the people inside should just make a call to their election protection people who will then say call the warehouse and tell them this and then they will get you a replacement machine yes my hope is that since we have a whole month before the rest of the country starts voting, that people will just take advantage of early, early, early voting. Yes. No one goes to your board of elections since so many of us are A, working at home, if we are working at all, 
just plan on heading over to your county board of elections. When you Google your county, the address of your board of elections is there and take advantage of early voting. There is virtually no chance you would be hassled by anybody. Mm. The potential problems of voters, quote, being hassled are really on election day. Do we really think people are going to hang out at the Board of Elections from September 18th through <laughs> October 31st? No. No, no. So go early. Go That's early. Right. Avoid the lines. Avoid the hassle. Avoid the mess. Exactly. And again, you're probably going to be the only one there. Yes, but wear a mask anyway. So... Oh, yes, oh, yeah. definitely. You are outside and you are going into a building where you don't know who's been there. Exactly. By all means, be safe. Wear a mask. Exactly. And again, my 65-year-olds and any of my disabled voters, if you vote at a satellite voting center or you vote, at the polls, ask for curbside voting. Yes. Okay, all satellites will have curbside voting. Now, it might be over on the side of the library, if that's what they're using. Just when you drive up, you're looking for the sign, curbside voting and it may direct you a slightly different way around the driveway i know a number of libraries have kind of a curved driveway where if you go in one direction you're sort of heading out toward the loading area mm -hmm. that might be where they put curbside voting and then they will bring the voting out to you so seniors vote early curbside vote if you're going in person if you're going to vote by mail get that ballot as soon as you can do your request and then immediately send that voted ballot back and for heaven's sakes don't show up at your regular polling location on election day clutching your vote by mail ballot and try to give it to somebody doing anything other than here I'm going to trade this and then you just give me a regular ballot and we'll all be friends <laughs> you should be able to do it when you check in yes. so when you check in they're immediately going to see you got an absentee ballot and I am surrendering my absentee ballot yes. for a regular ballot exactly Yes. Tell us a bit. We do have to go. This has been amazing, and I thank you so much for such comprehensive coverage here and updates. One quick question before I ask my last question, and that is, speaking of updates, have you spoken since the last time? I think the last time we talked, you had just had a meeting with the, um, the Letter Carriers Union. APWU, the American Postal Workers Union. Yes. Are there any updates from them? How are they doing, and, and how do they see what they're up against? How are they going to overcome it? Well, the issue with the Postal Service is really a very deep one that was created by Congress. People who carry the mailbags, remember it was Benjamin Franklin yes. who established the Postal Service. Yes. 
those folks are so dedicated yes, yes. to even bringing our junk mail. Mm. So they know that voting and American democracy are interrelated, if not basically two parts of the same whole. They are personally dedicated. And again, the Postal Workers Union, they are A, union people, and B, they are 40% community of color. This is an institution that for many families has allowed them to rise out of poverty and get into the middle class and stay there. The people who carry those bags are dedicated. They are dedicated to delivering the mail. Yes. yes. So please remember your postal worker and the management of the postal service, they're not the same people. Exactly. They don't have the same goals. Okay. Before we go, tell us a bit about People Demanding Action and the Center for Common Ground. Well, the Center for Common Ground is active because this is a federal election year. People Demanding Action is only active in odd-numbered years where we're not operating elections in eight or nine states. So Center for Common Ground, we have sent, be prepared to be amazed, 5.4 million postcards to voters in our eight target states. We have made more than 500,000 phone calls explaining basically what I have said on your show to individual voters in our target state, telling them how to get their vote by mail ballots or if they have their ballots, what to do with them. Our phone bankers have information that explains how the voting laws work in whatever state they're calling because it is different in different states. Yes. So like in North Carolina, everybody can vote by mail with no excuse. However, when you have your absentee ballot, it has to be signed by not only yourself, but there has to be a witness to your signature. Yeah. So, you know, that is very, very different. Well, you know, also, and I know I said we have to go, but because you mentioned North Carolina, I, um, I and some of our mutual friends have a problem with everybody blaming everything on the Russians about our elections. Not that by any means <laughs> a, a do lot I of think. It is us. Yes, exactly. And North Carolina pops up uh, many times as what shall we call it? In-house activity. What are your thoughts? Well, um, and again, remember, North Carolina had to invalidate a congressional election yes. in 2018 because of nefarious vote-by-mail activities. So ballot harvesting, there were people that were gathering up absentee ballots from voters, but they only turned in ballots 
where they thought voters were voting for them. Mm. They didn't turn in the other ballots. Yes. So that was very problematic. So they passed a lot of laws that then made voting by mail difficult and that witness requirement made vote by mail very difficult. North Carolina is a very rural state like Virginia. Mm. So my concern is always about older rural voters who are still able to live alone. Who do they get to witness their signature? How long do they have to hang on to their absentee ballot? So that became a problem. Now, North Carolina used to require two signatures. Mm -hmm. They got the legislature to only require one. Well, things are for the most part getting better, but when you are encouraged to break laws from what's supposed to be the chief law enforcer of the land, it's people can get confused and angry and frustrated. And the main thing is not to stay home no matter who you're voting for. Find a way to vote, preferably earlier. All right, Andrea, any parting words? We really do have to go, and this has really been fabulous as always. Well, number one, thank you so much for having me on your show, March Hello. Again, I urge all voters, you want to be safe when you vote. So if you are going to vote, wear a mask. I really recommend for voters early voting, especially in Virginia, since we are starting a month early. And again, if you are 65 or disabled, you can be very safe with curbside voting. So be safe, wear a mask, and be sure that you vote. If you vote in person, then you know that your ballot got there. If you're voting by mail and your county has a drop box, then you might want to consider dropping your ballot in a drop box. You can follow where your ballot is by going to the State Board of Elections. There is actually a ballot tracker. Ah, uh uh-huh. I knew about that, but how do we find that again? For the State Board? Yes, Uh you can get that online. And let me see. I'm going to give you... Oh, it's long. Okay. Vote.elections.virginia.gov slash voter information. Okay. I said it's really long. Or you can go tinyurl.com slash V-A-P-P-C. Tinyurl.com slash V-A-P-P-C. Exactly. And one yeah. one of the many things that's wonderful about a podcast, you can pause and go back and hear this over again until you can write it down. But do uh, listen to this podcast. I know I, of course, as the host, I hope you listen to all my podcasts. But, <laughs> but you know, with Andrea Miller and with the importance of this election this year, these are the kinds of things we need to know. And even though I know many of the things that Andrea is talking about today, when I hear her re-explain it, I go, that's right. There's a little piece I'd forgotten or overlooked or didn't realize was as important. 
study this podcast and let's get let's do all that we need to do to make this a, a successful election and then one full of integrity how's that andrea i love it okay thank you marcello and voters let's do what we need to do let's turn out and let's vote and if at all possible early <laughs> and vote once yeah, yes that too oh god i don't believe he said that to it you know anyway thank you andrea for being on the show you know how much i appreciate you and i certainly love all of the information and education you bring to us Remember, Virginia early voting starts September 18th and goes through Halloween. So get out there, but uh, vote early and uh, wear your mask and stay safe. Thank you, Andrea. All the best to you and all the people you're working with and all those poll workers and volunteers as well. And remember, you can go to tinyurl.com slash V-A-P-P-C for checking your voter registration, finding your polling place, and so many other voter needs. Poor People's Campaign, V-A-P-P-C. Thank you so much, Andrea. Bye now. In celebration of Virginia being the 38th state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment, I've been asked to read the statement of Virginia's Attorney General, Mark R. Herring on Virginia's ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment. Richmond, January 27, 2020. Attorney General Mark R. Herring today issued the following statement praising Virginia's ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment and committing to ensuring the ERA is added to the U.S. Constitution. In the words of Attorney General Mark R. Herring, Today I am more proud than ever to be a Virginian. We have truly made history becoming the 38th and final state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. Because of our great commonwealth, gender equality will now be enshrined in the Constitution, affording women fundamental protections against discrimination that have been lacking for entirely too long. Even before the General Assembly cast their final votes for this historic amendment, challengers were claiming that Virginia's efforts were futile. To those naysayers and opponents of women's equality, I say, do not underestimate Virginia. Do not underestimate this movement. If you throw up roadblocks, this movement has shown time and time again, they will go over, around, and just straight through them. I expect the archivist to fulfill his responsibility under the law. But if he refuses to certify that the ERA has been added to the Constitution, I will take action to ensure the will of Virginians is carried out. Women have suffered as a result of discrimination and inequality in this country for centuries, and I will not stop until I have exhausted every option to ensure that they will never have to face those inequities again. Thus the words of Virginia's Attorney General, Mark Herring, January 27th, 2020. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Supreme Court says Voting Rights Act of 1965 is no longer relevant. 
When DNC reports evidence to the FBI of bugging in their D.C. office, is our 2016 presidential election being rigged by Trump, invaded by Russians, watergated by a politicized FBI, or is it simply the natural fallout voted for by Chief Justice John G. Roberts, Jr., leading a 5-4 to four supreme fantasy that the Voting Rights Act of 1965 has outlived its balance of power of by and for the people? No matter the early voting, the overpolled, or the media trumped, our 2016 election season is too close to call anything but a killing season for our pillars of civility and unity. This justifies the fear of our founding fathers that their exceptional idea couldn't survive without a collegiate prophylactic to protect the masses who just can't handle the truth from the extremism of mobs ruled by despots demigods and those seeking revitalized TV careers. Nonetheless, Regardless of our political leanings, if protest voters allow Trumpland to secure a White House beachhead in what was, for one brief shining moment, the land of the free, and non-voters fail to comprehend not voting is a resounding vote, we will have allowed arrogance and apathy to parent and bequeath to our children the worst of the neocons. It's better for Americans when our elections are motivated by facts grounded in truth rather than an imagined past that was never our national path to glory. 2016 isn't about Clinton and Trump or even right-wing extremism gasping to breathe life back into Grover Norquist's desire to drown our Gettysburg address in his narrow ring around the tub. America's greatness comes from its faith in all Americans. There, but for the grace of God and the thanksgiving generosity of Native Americans, we couldn't overcome the human flaw of derisive division without letting freedom ring. We can either relearn how to listen to each other to be stronger together, or choose to ignore America to death. Like the Revolutionary and Civil Wars, our revolution is not about one person, not even one as honorable as Senator Bernie Sanders. The revolutionary lesson from both Sanders and Trump is not Jefferson's, but that both the far left and right want to drain the swamp of our financially compromised, gridlocked Washington and voter intimidation state governments. The difference is, Sanders supporters realizing Congress is only the go-between hydra for the underworld of Wall Street overlords don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. At least since November 22, 1963, our natural national evolution has been racing with the conservative reaction to it. And now it's closing the gap, but some of us still just can't imagine the rainbow. As nation and people, we are at a cultural, political, and gender equality crossroads. Either we progress forward with all-inclusive solutions, or simultaneously take hard left and right turns, refusing to watch each other's six. However, there is no reversing, for the great inner peace we seek isn't behind us. Everyone makes some bad choices in life, but few as bad as resisting inevitable change. As bad as GOP congressional obstructionism, 
and as bad as Chief Justice John G. Roberts, Jr., who, ignoring Citizens United, insisted that we have nothing to fear in our electoral process. Yet, allegedly, some FBI agents have decided we are a nation of people who talk the patriotic talk without walking the constitutional walk they've sworn to preserve, protect, and defend. Exceptionalism is... American elections are to be left in the hands, hearts, and minds of we the people, of every hue, colorful language, political bias, and sexual drinking end-of-the-day partner, not coke-red mapping, hacking by Trump's Russian buddies or FBI illegals, creating an America for which hypocrisy is a given. The question for each of us Tuesday, November 8, 2016 is... Are we voting to save our portion of an American dream in tatters from domestic terrorists, or to relegate America to an underground railroad stealing away from itself? Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.